today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and of Vacuuman, uh, is with us here on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. How are you doing today? You know what? I'm doing awesome, Bill. I mean, the weather's phenomenal. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. I actually I set up an outdoor office, and my beautiful wife made it perfect for me. So I've got three monitors outside. I've got my tablets, my my laptops, and I actually wheeled out a little micro fridge so I can keep my cold drinks within arm's reach. I am perfectly settled to never move again. Life is good. Yeah, well, this was all part of a master plan. She actually emailed me last week and says, I got to get Adam out of the house. He's driving me nuts. So I can understand totally where this is coming from. Anyway, good on her. Way to, to go. Pants on. I can tell you that, Bill. That part well, that, I have well, that to was, say. I'm there. Well, that was the neighbor's idea, too. Yeah, okay. If you're going to do that, put your pants on. Anyway. Uh, we digress. All right, listen, there's a ton of stuff I want to talk about, but I'm going to jump down a couple because I want to talk about uh, the decision by Bell and Telus uh, with Ericsson because this is a big, big story that's been going on for years now. Yeah, it's been a debate. We talked about it, like, should they, shouldn't they, and why wouldn't they? And the big benefit of obviously uh, using Huawei was the fact of cost. Uh, it would have been a massive cost, like a 60% less cost for the telecoms to be able to use a Huawei product, their equipment. Uh, however, and even by CSIS, our Canadian Secret Agency Society, was claiming do not use Huawei equipment, especially their internet equipment, because there's security flaws that we're cautioning could be a problem. Well, uh, we can honestly see now that the decision was reviewed. Bell and Telus made the decision. They went with the, uh, uh, the Ericsson product, which is not Chinese. However, the cost is much more. But I have to say this, Bill, I think this was the best decision they made for a couple reasons. One, for security purposes, because, you know, like when someone's telling you it's a problem, you're going to have to, and and a a legitimate agency of the government, you're going to want to trust that's accurate. But number two is the fact that this 5G equipment that is going to be invested out of Ericsson uh, uh, is going to be much more superior. And why I say superior is because investors from other countries other than China are going to look to Canada now and say, this looks like a viable country I want to invest in. They're taking privacy seriously. And this is, uh, I think this was a phenomenal decision on their part and a, and a smart one. The only thing that's still to be decided is Rogers hasn't made their announcement yet, or at least I haven't seen, or if they have, they haven't made the public announcement of it, that they're going to be doing a also an investment in Ericsson. Now, this is going to come at a cost for Canadians. We already pay high data. We pay high price for this. And I can honestly say, as much as it pains me to agree with this, I think it was, it's okay. I think for our own privacy, security, it was a good investment. Rogers have got to follow suit, though, right? I mean, they're not going to go the other way. Well, I mean, if I'm sitting in a shareholders meeting and they're going to look at this and go, we're not going to recoup our costs, especially right now with the whole COVID and what's the future of Internet and everything else. I don't know, Bill. I mean, some people I can't speak on behalf of Rogers. If they were wise and they see the bigger picture economically and can say, if we invest in this technology, um, we're also going to be. Uh, sought after as a as an investment for corporations and otherwise that are going to want to use our equipment. However, 
um, you have to look at it and say, if it's going to cost $500 million uh, to do it with Ericsson, and it's only going to cost $200 million to do it with uh, Huawei, that's a, that's a lot of money and a lot of time to recuperate those costs to make a profit. Rogers is in the profit game. I don't know uh, how their decision is going to play out. Well, yeah, there, there's that element to it. And to your point about it, it's going to cost Canadians. It's not just the cost, of course, of the service. Uh, this is going to really tick China off uh, because they were kind of banking on this. But the, the, with what's gone on lately, uh, I mean, on a global basis, I mean, it's not really surprising that they would go with Ericsson. I mean, because even the U.K., remember, what was it, two or three months ago, you were talking to us about the fact that they were going to allow Huawei in a little bit uh, for part of their well, they, 5G. But uh, but they've backed off on that now. And they said, okay, we're going to do that, but only for two years. And then we're going to go looking someplace else. So, I mean, everybody's kind of shying away from Huawei now. Yeah, I think Huawei's, unfortunately, they and honestly, I think with all the things happening out of China right now, not, we're not talking the virus side. We're talking about what's happening in Hong Kong and yeah, the all politics, of the things yeah. that they're doing. The politics side of it. I know, a lo- I know Huawei is being very much scrutinized. Um, I mean, even India right now, there's a big technical fight between India and, and China, specifically with Huawei, because they've been so integrated with, with uh, India, particularly the one reason Huawei is the number three uh, uh, product manufacturer and uh, uh, technological uh, inventor is because of India. China and India are their two majority customers. So if India is having a bit of an issue with it, and they're starting to push back a little bit. I, I say Huawei's got some, a lot of issues they got to start thinking about, and, they're, and they should be concerned because if Canada's now stepped up, England's now stepped up, Huawei as a whole, and the U.S. keeps pushing back, um, it would be interesting to see if Huawei will only become an, a Chinese product manufacturer. Wow, that would be something to see. Uh, let's move on to some other stuff. You, we've been talking ever since we started doing Tech Talk about the impact that the Internet has had on, on the media, uh, the print media, radio, television, everything else. Uh, a lot of job losses, some newspapers closing up altogether. Uh, there's a bit of a pushback from what I understand here. Now, they're basically, I guess, going after Google and Facebook and say, you guys are going to have to step up here. And I agree. This is one thing that is should be done. And I'm going to probably step behind and support this advocacy group that they're fighting with the CRTC and to push Google and Facebook. Because one of the things we talk about, Bill, on our show when we're talking about technology is fake news. What's being shared? What's not being shared? So, you know, Google and Facebook, well, primarily Facebook for that matter, and Twitter uh, have gone as far as to now flag fake news. You know, but they seem to be fine publishing and letting people share, uh, you know, uh, public broadcasting, uh, media paying tax investing uh, uh, publications. And in this, um, similar to the way radio stations like uh, uh, like Global Radio pay SOCAN fees for the rights of music, why yep. is it that Google and Facebook is getting to publish, gaining viewers or members, and using uh, legitimate uh, checked media and not paying the price? Why? And meanwhile, like you just started, many uh, mediums, journalistic research their validation of stories are very very valid and so google and facebook is reaping the rewards obviously because they are making billions in advertising i think it's about time this is one thing i will agree with google and facebook need to take a cut and they need to start supporting it directly into the crtc that could be dispersed amongst uh canadian media we haven't talked about cryptocurrency for the longest time uh, and there's a story this week about uh, coinsquare one of the uh, the companies 
Well, Canadian company at that, Bill. Yeah. Uh, CoinSquare is a Canadian company, and if you uh, were involved in any kind of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin or otherwise, um, unfortunately, they got compromised. And um, this one doesn't go to hack of the week. We'll come to that shortly, but it's pretty close. <laughs> What's unique about this one, though, is that what they were doing with it. So they, uh, what happened was it got infiltrated internally. They had a, an employee situation where they took data from CoinSquare. So anyone that's using CoinSquare, you probably probably want to be very aware of this. What they're using, though, they were going to put it on the dark web, sell this information, make it available for people, sell it on pennies on the, on the name, if you will. And then they discovered, wait a minute, we've got so much valuable information from members of CoinSquare that what they're doing now is using another uh, uh, kind of hack trick, and it's called SIM swapping. And we talked about that before, where you can take a SIM number of a, of a phone, and what you could do is take it over, and then you start asking for password resets. And so what they've done is because they have the information from CoinSquare's database of everyone's cell phone number. So they're using this, and what they're doing is ordering SIM chips, and they're switching them, they're, fl they're flipping them, and then they're taking the members of CoinSquare, and they're now uh, infiltrating all of their bank accounts and so forth. So if anyone's got a CoinSquare, two things I might recommend. One, change your password immediately. Number two, you're going to want to register a new SIM number and a new phone number for your account. All right. Uh, you mentioned Hack of the Week. Let's get in right into that one. Well, as, bad, as bad as CoinSquare was, they didn't even make the cut. Sorry. They, <laughs> they didn't make the cut of Hack of the Week. This week goes to CAM4. Now, what CAM4 is, is during COVID just exploded, where we saw Zoom became the video conferencing choice. CAM4 became the largest adult live streaming platform on the Internet. And why this was the Hack of the Week is that over 7 terabytes of user data, which is about 10 billion records. That's 10 billion videos, 10 billion content of information is now available online. And why this is important and even bigger and why it won the hack of the week is because not only did it get usernames, not only did it get passwords, it got credit card numbers and CV files. And so it became very popular during the COVID crisis when everyone was isolated. It grew in massive scale. Uh, it's an adult streaming site for amateurs and approximately 6.6 .6 million users information. And I mean the good information, um, not just the files they were uploading, but their username, password, and credit cards along with their uh, authorization. Anyway, it's a crisis beyond belief and it is a serious concern. So hack of the week goes to Cam for. I wanted to ask you something else, too. The governments, uh, both uh, Ontario and, and federal governments, have been making all kinds of money announcements the last little while. I, a lot of it's because of COVID, obviously. But uh, I'm sure you caught this one. The Ontario government announced that they're going to put $250 million towards integrating fiber optic internet networks up in the northern part of the province, something actually you've been talking about for years. Is, is that going to even do anything for it? I mean, that sounds like a lot of money, but this is a huge problem. It is a massive problem, and all I can say is they've got a few more hamsters spinning the wheel, Bill. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's actually, as much as I want to say, that's a lot of money. And, and to be able to do that, they're going to be integrating fiber optic to aboriginal communities, nor, northern rural areas. Um, the investment is much needed. And honestly, 
they're they're a little delay on this. They're 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 behind. They're not you know this investment. As much as I want to sound like I'm a Debbie Downer and going oh 250 million, <laughs> that's not enough. But it isn't. And so why I say that is in rural areas where we are forced to go to school online, we're forced to work from home, we're forced to do our shopping online. Um, that's going to give rural areas speeds up to 25 megabytes per second, maybe 50 to download. Now that sounds like a lot, but in 2005. That was the highest speeds. And right now we're talking about 5G. We just spoke about that coming out in the metro, uh, metropolis areas. This is so important. I think it's an area that needs a lot more attention. And to give you a perspective, Bill, okay, knowing that Canada is very, very vast, it's big, we have, you know, we have our cities and we have a lot of rural areas, Ontario particularly, um, to invest in that, it's going to take in the state of New York alone, and they're pretty advanced with 5G and their, and their cable and their fiber optic, it took almost 500 million for just one small city of Rochester. That's just Rochester was 500 million, Bill. That's a billion dollars for the state of New York, one billion. And if we look at New York State and compare it to rural Ontario, I would say that that's getting uh, the New York State up to speed to be the highest. I don't think it's enough, and I'm quite concerned that for every amount that we invest, and we know it's a lot of money, it's still not gonna get us into that level we need to be to be uh, competitive in the future. That's the biggest concern. Let's uh, bring us up to speed on what's going on with streaming services. Very popular these days. Well, you know, Apple TV is great, Roku is great, and Google is trying like the Dickens to please, please buy my Google Android TVs. And so they're coming out with a new product. If you're sitting there going, uh, geez, I don't like any of my other streaming services, you will have a choice of Google Android TV is coming out. It's a box that will allow you to connect to the same streaming systems. Um, the only difference of why you may want to inc- uh, consider getting the new Google Android TV streaming is that Google obviously works very well with Android, and a lot of people have the Android operating system, so your phone will be able to easily work with your streaming box. So if you have an Apple uh, phone, it makes sense you have Apple TV. But if you have an Android, which is a big chunk of the users out there in the market, you're going to be able to get a good device. Uh, Google Android TV is launching this coming week. Uh, It's probably going to be much more robust and give you uh, better control of your streaming options when when it comes to television and your phone. By the way, a lot of these places, unless you've been buying online the last little while, and I guess a lot of folks have been, uh, but the uh, the best buys and places like that are reopening uh, probably in the next couple of days. So uh, I'm sure there are going to be some sales on some of this stuff too. So that's something we should check out. Listen, i only got a minute or two left, but I want to jump ahead to, uh, to smartware tech because we were just talking about COVID and everything like this. This is an interesting innovation. Well, we've seen, and you and I have talked about that. I, I love smartware. I, I love smart yep. tech. Well, you know, with the new updates we're going to be seeing in the coming year, um, we saw that with where Apple and Google have collaborated and used this whole, we're going to share information. And, you know, and, and, and if it, somebody comes into contact with COVID, were they within your vicinity uh, at some point? We won't say who it was, but we'll say you were at the LCBO and you happen to be near someone. Well, this new smart tech is going to be so advanced that the new watches we're getting and the new glasses I think we spoke about that last week with Apple glasses they've now indicated that the radio signals the ECGs and the heart monitors they're also going to come with temperature monitors what's neat about this is that our new smartware in the next and I'm talking 2021 2022 the year is our smartware is going to be able to tell us before we even show a symptom 
of a sniffle. Before we even show that itch in our throat, it will say to you, you've got the coronavirus. You have influenza. You will, you're coming down with a cold. So buckle down, bucko. It's going to be a rough ride. So it's pretty amazing when we see the smart tech te- uh, technology coming out. And this is what's uh, I hate to say this, this is going to sound horrible on the air, Bill, but coronavirus has created some innovative advanced technology for our health. And in this, uh, part of our smartware is going to be able to diagnose a lot of our symptoms before we show any of them. So it's pretty, pretty amazing when we see that. Well, but this is happening and more and more these days, and again, because we're into the 21st century right now, and the technology is available, so it's really not surprising uh, that when something like this comes along, and you know, we got to put this in perspective, we've really only known about uh, COVID-19 since January, so it's only been about six months, uh, but for these guys to hop on board and say, hey, wait a second, we, we got something for that, is, is phenomenal that they could have developed it this quickly. Well, I think it's always been there. I think what happens is, remember we were talking about where technologies, we're already advanced. All that's not happening is rolling it out and testing. This is requiring a lot more push-out. It also requires a lot more beta testing. But the fact of the matter is that we've got now this new system or new challenge ahead of us. And you know what? Corona 20 or COVID 20, COVID 21, they're here. It's just variations of of the mutated virus, if you will. So this technology is being advanced in many ways. One, because people want security. They want to know that they're, they're safe. They want to know when we're going out, and especially when we're you know, talking about our privacy information, Bill. I never really agreed that Apple and Google sharing information was, A, a solution. Um, you know, it also still is fuzzy about what information is being shared into the cloud. So I look at that and say, that area of uncertainty just doesn't make me feel good. But if I had a smart tech, and I had a watch, I had a, a device on my body, w- glasses or otherwise, and it could advance and tell me, hey, you are coming down, and, and it's amazing how it can just pick up patterns, uses uh, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, links the two together, and simply could say to you, I hope you had a good restful day. By the way, you've got COVID. Um, you better just rest for a little bit and isolate. Thanks. Uh, Tech Talk, we did this every Friday, 1135, brought to you by Vacuum Man, Adam Oldfield, coming to you live and direct from the back deck on Victoria Avenue. Uh, make sure you put the sunscreen on. We'll talk again next week. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.